Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Hey, how you doing? For the 400th time. <laughs> or maybe it's your first. Yeah. There's some people who have listened to all 400. I am not one of them. <laughs> yeah, you haven't been here for 400 of them. I know, right? So we're going to have a special celebration for my 400th episode soon. I lost count of how many you've missed. Like, probably no more than a 10. Yeah, maybe. Like, two a year. And this is what year? I don't know. Five, six? I don't know. Do the math of 400. Uh, no, I'm not going to try that. You you can't figure out fifty two weeks a year. No, because we usually take a couple weeks off here and there too. So it's, it's not that many. Well, it would be less than ten years. It'd be like eight years. Well, nothing says four hundred episodes like being a, a day late. Do you want to explain how you abandoned yourself? Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> just I, stranded yourself. I coach a basketball team. I'm the assistant coach on a team. We had a playoff game in Portland. Uh, which we won, so we stuck around to watch the next game after ours. But the head coach decided that since the cheerleaders rode the bus down and all of our players had rides home, he said, well, let's just go home, take the bus, cheerleaders. And then realized, wait a minute, we don't have a ride. <laughs> you fucking idiot. It, it had nothing to do with me. It was all him. No, no, you you could have spoken up and like, hey, I think we're stranding ourselves here. Uh, I didn't realize it at the moment until after the fact. Mm-hmm. But we stole a truck. It was fine. It was good. We we had a good time. Ended up going to dinner at the Great Lost Bear. Great. It is. It's That's why it's called the Great Lost Bear. <laughs> no one cares. I do. It was delicious. <laughs> but that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, so when you're like, hey, I can come over super late. So it's because you, A, made a choice to watch an additional basketball game, B, a bit got stranded, and then went I, out for dinner? After we had procured a vehicle. Okay. <laughs> there was work to be done in that regard. Hmm. I, it was already going to be a late one anyway. Like if I if we had taken the bus back, you have no respect for my time. That's not true at all. I carve out two hours a week every week for you. Three sometimes when I choose to read the book. Oh my god! I read the book, The Council of Owls. No. I made. I'm ready for a joke about it. Who are they? Well, it's the Court of Owls, so you're already wrong. Who are they? Not the council. Whatever court council. Rajah Ghoul takes his shirt off like a creepy old dude. He usually does. All right. To be fair, it's kind of a normal show. Yeah, but there's nothing special. Okay, go now. We got news of the week. Someone better have read the book. I um, did read the book. Weird Comics Facts, Sports Reports, talking the end of an era of Batman the Animated Series. Like, you know, about the eighth time it's ended. So, you know, we'll see. It said the adventures continue at the end of it. Well, they keep continuing in one form or another. Mm, true. And your questions. Yes. So. Preamble, by the way. Watch something. Oh, you did? I did. I'll talk about it during Jared's sports reports. It was okay. fantastic. I don't watch anything new this week. I just watched a bunch of old shit like from like the 50s and 60s. I will say this was the most happy I've been about something in a long time. So there was a happy ending? I think that's several episodes later. You got to talk to Mr. Kraft about that. Oh, God. Um, all right. We're going to move on from there to the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. What are you inspecting so closely? Well, it said it was remastered. I haven't had the new remastered it's, Sam Adams Boston Lager. It still just tastes like beer. Oh, excellent. It's the best beer in America, and it just got better. Not well, a sponsor. Well, I went to a gas station, and their beer selection was this or basically nothing. I was like, this it is. I got a good beer at a gas station the other night. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Uh, Brightside by Lone Pine. Very good. Hey, you know what I wasn't expecting uh, to have a cinematic universe of? What? Bam! Ah! Aha! That's just texting. I'm listening. No. I'm in the middle of a playoff run. I am I am knee deep in it right now. Actually, I'm like chest deep. Maybe waist deep. New cinematic universe coming. Is there now? For the Beatles. Well, can't buy me love. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. No, it's that, not that was just to. a No, you just said a song title, but it didn't do anything. Hey, Jude. Give me that bottle. Nope. <laughs> There's too many options for you to do with it. Um, yeah, we're getting uh, four Beatles movies. We already have Beatles movies. From director Sam Mendes, the guy who did Skyfall. Okay. And what it's going to be, there's going to be four movies, and they're all interconnected. Bang, bang, Maxwell Silverhammer. Will there be an episode 401? <laughs> you will be screaming help by the time this is done. <laughs> I promise you that. Oh, that, that, well done. I appreciate that. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be four movies focusing on each of the Beatles. All their estates are behind it. They're also going to have access to all the music, which is nice. Oh. So like Paul's into it, Ringo's into it, uh, George and uh, John's estates, they're, they've all signed off. But it's going to be from the point of view, each movie is going to be from the point of view of each one of them. And they're all going to be interconnected. So you're going to see scenes like from different points of view from this one director. And okay. Is it going to be like the Kiss movie, like Night at the Amusement Park or whatever that was? I can't say I've ever seen a Kiss movie. And I shan't. Oh, uh, I'm going to put it on the list. I will shout it out loud. I'm not watching a Kiss movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see that you're coming at me with your love gun. <laughs> nope. Again, it doesn't work. <laughs> Just a song title. With <sighs> I don't know. This is It's a weird idea, but sure, why not? You're a big Beatles guy, too, so. Yeah, but I mean, there's also been like a million different Beatles movies and documentaries. But, you know, I like Sam Mendes, and it's an interesting concept. And if you get like full access to the catalog then at least you know, do something so it's not a doc it'll be like a like i mean it'll be you know inspired by true events or whatever but when did this news come out yesterday <sighs> fucking moving on from this i hate episode 400 <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite so far stephen king tweeted about the salem's lot remake movie this movie's definitely getting shelved because it's a warner brothers oh but his quote was between you and me twitter i've seen the new salem's lot and it's quite good Old school horror filmmaking, slow build, big payoff. Not sure why Warner Brothers is holding it back. It's not like it's embarrassing or anything. Who knows? I just write the fucking things. Eh, good for him. This is getting shelved. Is I mean, it, we like we knew it was happening, and then news kind of disappeared for a long time. That's like, oh yeah, it's done, and then it's kind of gone away again. It's like, are we gonna ask to see the King Cut? <laughs> I don't think we're gonna see it. Period. That's just speculation because you know Warner mm. Brothers. They're like, hey, can we shelve this for a tax write off? Boy, howdy! So there's a lot of things I think a shelf of mine for a tax write off. Well, I mean, what Acme versus Coyote was like that was like seventy mil or something. I was looking forward to that too. I forget what Batgirl was like ninety, I think. But yeah, considering like how much seemingly foot dragging has gone on with the Salem Slot movie, I'm going to guess it's going to get shelved. No good. Yeah, we'll see. I like that story too. Here's a. Sure, let's see what happens here. French director Luc Besson is teaming up with Christophe Waltz to do another Dracula movie, because we haven't had enough Dracula movies, but this one is going to be titled Dracula, colon, A Love Tale. Oh, I hope it doesn't suck. <sighs> God. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind in uh, Variety were the ones who, I think that they were the ones that broke it, and they were like putting up a plot. I'm like, that's just the plot of the Bram Stoker Dracula, not like the actual book, but like uh, the Francis Ford Coppola Bram Stoper, Stoker's Dracula. It's a lot of fucking titles in that. There's a lot of it going on. <clears throat> Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, that was all, you know, like, I'm, so I'm glad the impaler and I'm sad. Bram Stoker, who's also, or Stoker, not Stoker. Um, <laughs> no, that's the porn parody. Yep, there we go. Dracula, a love tale. <laughs> I think Christoph Waltz is an interesting guy to do Dracula, though. Is he playing Count Dracula? Yeah. Oh, I like Christoph Waltz. Yeah. He does great work. I don't know if I need to see, like, this kind of interpretation again, because, you know, that coppola one isn't it's something it's i don't even know if it's interesting to look at it's something all right well i mean keanu reeves with the world's worst accent no i beg to differ i'm british at least he tried on like kevin costner and robin hood prince of thieves uh i don't True? know yeah yeah it's not a good interpretation no it's not really um, fun movie just you know it's fun i mean fun of that and robin hood um, men and tights it's true they did unlike some robin hoods i can speak with a british accent I don't know. It's another Dracula. We've had so many. It's like, and also this is crowd that's been tried before, but you know, Luke Besson and Christoph Waltz, I'm like, okay, I can't wait to think about it and then not see it in theaters. <laughs> that's probably how it's going to go. Godzilla X-Kong, the new empire had another trailer. They teaming up. How are you feeling about this one? It looks like a good old fashioned smash em up big ass monster movie. Okay. There was a, a good reel I saw the other day. I'm going to send it to you, but I only like this in you inappropriate ones. It was like, Godzilla's not supposed to be nimble, and then it was a video of Godzilla sliding on his tail. I was like, oh, look at that. that yeah, that's from Godzilla nimble. versus Megalon. See, he can he can move around quite nimbly. What's funny in nimbly that- Nimbly bimbly. So in that movie, they use that shot twice. They're like, once isn't <laughs> enough. We're doing it again. Well, if we're, we paid the money to have him moonwalk on his tail then, of course. Yeah, Jet Jaguar gets behind uh, Megalon, kind of like holds him up, and Godzilla does that. Bam! He's like, you know what? Do it again. Bam! <laughs> Hey, the attack was effective. Jet to the Jaguar. It's a great song. I have no clue. I'm not going to get it to it. Nope, nope. Um, I am, I don't know. I'm pretty tepid on this trailer. Yeah? Why tepid? It just, it looks like bright flashing lights. 
and nothing else. And I don't care about like Godzilla. Like he's blue and now he's pink. Excuse me, Godzilla. And I, I mean, King Kong gets a giant mechanical arm and he punches through a building that's thrown at him. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like that Kong. I mean, I don't like the weapons of the last one. Now he has an axe and a big robot glove. Yeah. I don't need that. Kong is a force of nature. I need this extra crap. I do like his little beard though. Or his old man beard. Yes. Looks kind of haggard. Like me. It's very gray. I got a beard trim last week and uh, I told my barber, I was like, I don't like the amount of white falling on the cape. And he's like, sorry. He goes, there's less on your face now because it's on the cape. Go get yourself some just for men. Eh, no, I think it, it adds it adds a little bit to it. It adds a bit of stateliness. <laughs> yes, that's how people would describe you. Stately. Mm, true, I am a real gentleman's gentleman. I don't I mean, I hope it's good. At the end, like, because we're going to go see this one. Yes, we are. It's going to be a spectacle, but I am, I don't know. I can't get that excited when every single shot in there just is a, it's just a bunch of CG flying at each other. And that's, sometimes that's fun. Like, we've seen a lot of that, but also that kind of point, we've seen a lot of that. So, like, just the idea of, like, you know, flashy spectacle, which is what you got to put in a trailer. I I understand that, but. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty tepid going into this one, which, you know, if I have low expectations, might mean I like it more. Yay! I mean, there's... That's what someone who, who listened to episode one of this show says <laughs> now at episode 400. I had low expectations. Maybe I'll like it more. 400 <laughs> episodes later, they're still here. It's about the same. I had a question. I was literally about to say, you say um less, and then you hit me with one of those. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm just bringing back the classic hits. I'm waiting for the sump pump to turn on. You didn't bring out the weird dune sand monster box for the old microphone we used to have. I think I sold those at the store. I don't remember. I don't know. Hopefully it's good. Yes. But like the way it's looking now, it's not doing much for me, but I'm also going to go see it. So, you know, they got my money. Well, with the amount of movies that you say that we're going to go see in March, I'm tempted to get a Regal subscription to see if it would be less money to do yeah, it that way. What's March? Because March is Godzilla and Kong, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, yes. and Dune. So that's like three movies in that month. Yeah. That's like 60 bucks. I know. Is it better to do the Regal Clown Crown Club subscription <laughs> if for a month? You don't have a wife, so it's 120 for me. Ha! Jokes on you, sir. Happily married. <laughs> I'm gonna ask her before every movie. Like, you sure you want to go to this one? Wow. Then you could just pay for me. No, it's not how that works. Oh damn it! Then I hope she goes and she gets all the popcorn and treats. Well, let's do the other trailer. This one probably will mean less to you, but X Men '97 had its first trailer. It meant, finally, it meant about nothing to me. Which is going to get me ridiculed, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you, yeah, you didn't, did you watch any of those? Sh- like, there was a whole interconnected Marvel universe I between, like, that and Spider-Man and the Hulk and Fantastic Four when and I was Surfer and Iron Man. When I was younger, I didn't have cable. This wasn't cable, this was on Fox. I didn't have Fox. We had a TV antenna that got CBS. On a good day, we could get, like, NBC and, no, we, we would get, we got PBS, ABC, CBS on a really good day. We could get NBC, and then Fox came like later on when I was in high school. Oh, this was all the early 90s. So. Nope. I was not accessing this. Sorry. I mean, to be fair, all those shows I just listed, most of them suck. <laughs> I revisited no. like a couple of them like when Disney Plus came on. They're like, look at all this like stuff. I'm like, ooh. And I rewatched the Spider-Man show, which was still enjoyable. Ends on a cliffhanger. The, a really big cliffhanger, too. I was like, oh, well, guess that'll never get resolved. Maybe um, it will. <clears throat> x-men was good and then i re i haven't rewatched it in years it came like they got dvd releases like 2008 2009 ish and i bought those and watched them then haven't seen them since and then the rest of them were bad shows yep like i tr- i tried to like muscle through the fantastic four show i cannot do it it's awful that bad huh <laughs> and it's like in the other ones like uh, i remember like the iron man one wasn't like very good or whatever <laughs> getting off track whatever x-men is hmm. back and this show was fun and it really did Condense a lot of like iconic X Men stories. Is this where the meme of Wolverine laying in bed looking at a photo came from? Yes, of him looking at Gene. Uh, but it's not Gene in the photo. It's usually a lot of other things, yes. like a picture of Drake. <laughs> but I mean, it looks great. A lot of the voice cast is back, and even if they're not playing their old roles, a lot of them are playing their old roles. Like some some of them are playing different parts now. The animation style is a little different, which is fine. I mean, but it looks like we're gonna get like Cyclops dealing with the burden of leadership. In the absence of... Yeah, and Jean is pregnant, probably with Cable. Well, Cable happened. A laying of Cable, if you would. I'm on fire tonight. Let's go. Gotta lay the pipe first. It's true. You do. Yeah, and a thing you gotta have in there, of course, is like, like there's no fucking around with that theme. No. Like, there's a few th- things that have themes. Like, super, like, whether or not you get new ones, depending on your movie. Like, Superman has a theme. Batman has a theme. 
X-Men has a theme. This show has a theme. I wouldn't say it's like, you know, as iconic as like Hey, you take that back. Sound guy worked really hard on that. <laughs> I don't know. It all looks really good. I like Gambit like jacking up Wolverine's claws, but like but wouldn't that make his whole skeleton explode? What do I know? No, exactly. It's fiction. It's just I did like the characters. to me my X-Men and then at the end Magneto holding the last will and testament. You know that he's going to be, you know, classic that's from the, tweener villain. That's from the 80s when he took over when Professor Xavier faked one of his many deaths. And let's let's all be honest. We know given the fact that he never stays dead that Professor X is not dead in this. No, probably not. He'll be back. He always is. The question is do they bring Patrick Stewart out of No, it'll be the other guy sounds nothing like Patrick Stewart. No, but maybe they bring Patrick Stewart in for the voice. No. Fine. That's a different thing. You bully. Then some of the internet is mad. So in the first episode of this, uh, they have a character morph. Very, very minor character, like, in the books. But they're like, look at all these X-Men. They kill him episode one. Oh, wow. And then they bring him back. But basically, he, you know, name kind of says it. He can transform into basically anything. Like, or at least other characters. And they're like, oh, this is going to be a non-binary character. People are like, what? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so that guy that could literally be anything before, like, male, female, mutant, whatever. Like, this is the point you're upset at? Like, oh, no. Shucks. Yeah. It, it seemed like a kind of pointless thing to be upset about. Because this character literally could change into anyone. We're coming on the fact that 97 is almost 30 years ago now. We're getting old, my friend. Yeah, well, I think X-Men, God, when did that come out? 92. That's when it came out. Oh, wow. So the show's been out for 30 years. More than, yeah. Dang! But I think it looks good. And, you know, they announced this a million years ago. So it's nice that it's like, okay, it's actually coming out next month. Which is impressive that they announced it a million years ago. It felt like it, yeah. Oh. I'm just saving the big one for the end. Why not? I'm saving it. All right. I'm saving all of it. Good. Uh, my sad news of the day. Oh. The uh, continuation of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer that was going through Audible has been canceled for a season two. I saw that on your Twitter. For no one knows why. Disney blocked it. Like, it was like Audible's best-selling thing that they did last year. Like, no no way they weren't doing another one. It's like, hey, this made us a ton of money. We're going to keep going. And then Disney was like, no, no, you're not. No explanation given. So it's just done. Well, then. Uh, which kind of sucks because it didn't really end on a satisfying note. Set up a lot of stuff. It's like, oh, so we're done now cool all right it's a bummer i no question i mean hopefully people i don't know rattle enough cages that it gets uncanceled because it seems like such a low stakes thing we're gonna release a continuation of a show that ended 20 years ago on audible like what toes are you stepping on with that if you're getting your toes stepped on they're not moving just seems like a weird choice it's like okay this made a bunch of money no you can't do it anymore well that's foolish yeah i print me money i have no idea why i mean the only thing that makes a little bit of sense in my head is like, okay, maybe they're like, because there's been talks of a reboot revival since like 2012, maybe even earlier than that. Yeah. There's been a lot of like false starts. Maybe they want to try and consolidate the brand if they are trying to reboot it so there isn't like multiple things going on at once. But even that, I'd be like, how is like something on Audible going to get in your way, even if that's the case? So I have no idea. Some comics news, bunch of comics news this week. Hmm. Last week we were talking about like, hey, older comics fans like being like, Bleh, things are changing for me. Well, guess what? We're going back. Oh, yeah? We're going way back. EC Comics is back. That's wow. all like the pre-code stuff that was like hyper-violent. Oh, boy. And like real gory. It's coming back through uh, Oni Press. They're going to be doing uh, two titles like under EC uh, per Extreme month. Extreme Comics. To be fair, I don't know what EC stands for. Oh. Being honest. I'm going to find out. But this was, I, I think we've only done one of them on the show, but this is all the stuff that's just like, hey, we're going to show you all the blood and guts there are. <laughs> just really nasty stuff. And then, you know, Comics Code came along and EC Comics basically died with that, but it's coming back. So some, you know. That's really disappointing. What? It just stands for entertaining comics. Oh. Entertainment with blood. Entertain EC Comics. Entertaining comics comics. Just like DC Comics. Yeah, I guess so. Detective Comics comics. Yeah. I mean, it's right in the logo, an entertaining comic, which also looks like it's a ripoff of the CCA. Yeah, two books per month from EC, so why not? Bring back old, bloody, violent books, and that could be fun. It was first known as educational comics. Learn how to kill someone with an axe, educationally. Well, it actually started off by doing um, comics that were marketed about science, history, and the Bible. Things changed. I guess so. And then they went away. And now they're back. Sad news. Uh, the current team on Nightwing will be ending their run uh, in 2024, like going into their last five issue arc. Boo! Love that book. 
It's not a good, not a good day for things that you like for comics, is yeah, it? I mean, that, you know, people do runs they end. It's not like Nightwing. They're getting rid of the book, but uh, this current run of creators, which, you know, I've been quite effusive of on this show. And yeah, it's coming to an end, as all good things do. Ah, I see what you did there. Um, and then just a crap ton of Ninja Turtles books are coming out. I'm like, my, this seems like a lot. Is this the big thing? No. Oh, okay. Actually, there's there's two kind of biggies left. But so uh, for the 40th anniversary of Ninja Turtles, they're doing a whole kind of relaunch, starting with the Jason Aaron stuff for the ongoing. And then today they announced a bunch more stuff. And they're like, there's even more coming. I'm like, oh, God, please stop. Just IDW, boy, they love to, they grab a license and they try and do as much as they can with it. But we're going to be getting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, black, white, and green. It's going to be an anthology series. So kind of in the old vein of what the Tales series was. There's also going to be a Night Watcher series. They're like, we're not going to tell you who Night Watcher is. And that character was only seen in the 2007 movie where Raphael dressed up as a vigilante. And it's they're like, we don't, we're not going to tell you who it is. But it's definitely a turtle because as Casey Jones said in that movie, you're dressed like a big friggin' turtle. Fair enough. And also another ongoing series, Mutant Nation, which is going to be diving into a lot of the stuff that was set up in the first 150 issues of the series with kind of like the expanded characters. My God, and there's more coming. Does this make you happy or sad? If it's good, but it's one of those things like if you're just I, if you're just flooding the market with a bunch of stuff and I get that the 40th is a good time to like bring stuff up and... I can't believe the turtles are turning 40. Getting a relaunch, but boy, that's a lot of stuff all at once. Middle-aged mutant ninja turtles. I mean, plus there's like other ongoing stuff like with like some a younger age book, and it's just like, oh my god, there's so much. If it's good, great, but it's a lot. Mm. All right, and uh, now let's get into the Marvel side of everything. All kinds of stuff. Oh, really? Well, Avengers Five is no longer called Kang Dynasty. Really? Now <laughs> I'm I'm so out of tune with what's going on in the pop culture world this I week. I tell you every week. Well, this week especially, I'm out of tune. <laughs> Uh, this just happened uh, today or yesterday for when most of you are listening to this. Sign up for the Patreon. We've done 400 of these. Come on. Mm, yes. Um, yeah. Avengers 5 has lost the Kang Diocese subtitle. And this is in the report. And this is what it says. And I'm going to call uh, BS on it. Call malarkey. So, like, I don't find this to be a truthful statement. But Shenanigans. Supposedly, Marvel was moving away from Kang after uh, a Quantumania didn't go that well before the Jonathan Majors firing. And to that, I say, uh-huh. I, I don't believe you. Wow. That's like saying, oh, I choose to, you know, I chose to be a loser after losing. You're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. We're not taking a break. Yeah. So you can't fire me. I quit. We'll see. So what? whatever Avengers 5 is going to be now. Um, and also Marvel as a whole, which we kind of already knew this, but they more said it out loud. I mean, we mm-hmm. already got uh, things uh, with Bob Iger on the earnings call a little while ago saying like, okay, like we've been putting out too much stuff. We're going to focus more on um, quality over quantity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, the word that is being thrown around today is retooling, not a reboot, but retooling. Yes. I don't know. Take that for what you will. Like, I'm not going to go through the entire list of things, but there's been um, the schedule shuffled a little bit. And also like new writers are being brought in to, punch up some scripts and I don't know, like the wheels are constantly in motion. I'm glad we're only getting Deadpool this year. That's going to be our Marvel movie. Deadpool and Wolverine. Is that in March? Um, no, May. May. May, I think. Ooh, we have some time in between movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a sense of fatigue and definitely a sense of quality drop. Although I don't know if that would be there. if We just weren't getting so much like so fast. Mm. We really got a lot in a couple of years. It's like, here, have all of it. Yeah, he used to be like, here's one movie a year. There's two movies a year. There's three movies a year. He's three movies a year and four TV shows. Here's four movies a year and 18 TV shows. Can I have a week off? Well, you have a week off right now. There's no TV <laughs> yeah, on. I know. But yeah, I mean, you know, retool away, I guess. Make it better if you can. Yeah. I mean, I also like appreciate that they are willing to say like, we're fucking up. Yeah, we're, we're doing too much. Let's try and kind of fix the spiral that we're in. Which I, I can't fault them for that. So. No, no, I think it's the right move. And then uh, the weird news that came out this week. Well, not weird news, just it was weird how they announced it. Marvel sent out a Valentine's Day card. And they're like, here's the fantastic forecast. I'm like, okay. I missed that. Yeah, they literally just put it out on like Twitter. They're like, oh, who's in it? All kinds of people. One oh. of them, I'm going to fuck up the pronunciation for. That's also, you every week. Because I didn't write it down very well, so that doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> Pedro Pascal is Reed, which was, we basically knew. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is going to be Sue. Joseph Quinn, 
who was Eddie in Stranger Things season four is going to be Johnny and a guy who I've seen in a bunch of stuff. I guess he's in the bear right now. I haven't seen the bear. Ebon Moss Bacharach, however you pronounce his last name, all right. is going to be Ben. Sure. I, I like them all. They're all, you know, like good actors. I think um, the kid playing Johnny is a good uh, get for them. Like definitely get coming off of like the Stranger Things role. They saw that. Oh, they also put in a date too. Yeah, July. Is it July twenty fifth, twenty twenty five? Yeah, and everyone's like, "That's the same month as Superman." What's gonna happen? I'm like, I don't know. People are gonna go to both movies. There yeah, we probably go. solve that problem. The and the other thing they have in there is they have Herbie, the little robot oh. the helper. Who uh, there is no announcement who's gonna be Herbie. Sometimes he's a weird, murderous little robot. Sometimes he's just gonna sweep up. Oh, like a Roomba. Yeah, kind of. But like it. a violent Roomba, like with violent a Roomba with violent tendencies. I think. Mine sure shit does. Like, I swear to God, no matter where I am, it follows me. Maybe you're dirty, pig pen. Then I get angry at it. Maybe it's like, I see your hair, Zach, and it needs to be cut. <laughs> and then I my need w- to shear your locks. <laughs> my wife takes it away from me because I'm like, get the fuck away. Fucking Roomba. Why are you scared of your Roomba? I'm not scared of it. I just hate it because it follows me. Then it just runs into my feet a lot. You have a mortal enemy in your Roomba. I didn't get one of those smart ones. It doesn't like map the room. It just has like a bumper on it. Oh. So it just like runs into something, changes direction. So it gets. It just I'd be more concerned if you woke up in the middle of the night and it was at the foot of your bed just bouncing against be like, hello, Zach. Hello, Zach. Hello, Zach. Should have got one of those smart ones. Hello, Zach. It cheaped out. Well, maybe. Well, now that it hears you saying these things, it's probably going to even have more of a vendetta against you. The dog hates it, too. Well, I mean, I understand why the dog hates it. The dog is not supposed to understand the Roomba. Speaking of mini um, robots, are you going to talk about the Borderlands trailer? I forgot about that. Oh, see? <laughs> uh, so it's also looking like this is going to be a period piece. I mean, one, the image that Marvel sent out certainly looks very, mm. um, like, 60s Americana. But uh, Pedro Pascal, he put out a thing on his Instagram and with the hashtag, speaking of the Beatles, uh, hashtag all you need is love. Fantastic Four debuted in Marvel, uh, written by Stanley and art by Jack Kirby. Inker, unknown. That on there but, the I, I thank you for that. But yeah, that came out in 61. Uh, all you need is love. The Beatles song came out in 67. So we're, I think we're looking at a period piece, no matter what, which whatever. Works for me. Yeah. It was kind of, I imagine there'll be some, you know, time travel shenanigans. I would assume that, yes, very much so there will be time travel shenanigans. But yeah, sure. Do that in the 60s, get everyone caught up to speed. I mean, there's not a lot out there, but, you know, the casting seems decent. I think Reed is the most complicated character to play in there because you have to, like, play smart really well, but you also have to play, like, emotionally stupid. Oh, kind of like us. No. You're not really smart, and I'm emotionally <laughs> stupid. I'm sorry, you're the smart one here? I would... I, we always used to, you always used to be like, hey, you should be on Jeopardy. I don't think I ever said that. No. I'm going to pretend that you did. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever said that. Oh. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. The Borderlands trailer. Oh, yeah. Um, did you play this game? Games? I never played it. No, I did not. Well, me either. It looks fun as hell. It looks like we liked Guardians of the Galaxy trailers, so we're doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, with the song and everything in it. But it does also look like a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. Sign me up. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch it or not, but it has at least an interesting cast. Like... You got Kate Blanchett and Jamie Lee Curtis in a video game show. Yeah. No, it's going to be really, really... I think it's... <laughs> Which that all is like, that's a weird combination. It is It is certainly that, but... I really I'm, like Kevin Hart. I'm here for it. He's just in so... I mean, I feel like he's been a less recently, aside from a million commercials. You know what? I like it. I like a good old space action comedy. Yeah. I mean, and who doesn't want Jack Black to be a bullet-pooping robot? Well, I mean, I would poop bullets, too, if I was shot full of them. I don't think that's how bullets work. Oh, well then, good thing I'm not full of them. I don't know. Episode 400. Let's try it out. Nope. 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 Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't play the game, so I'm probably not going to check it out, which is fine. I mean, people, there are games that people like. I just skipped it when it came out. I don't remember why. I just didn't play it. And Maybe having not played it, it'll make it a fun movie experience. You won't have any expectations. It's a show. There'll be a fun show that you don't have any expectations. Yeah. We'll see. You know, if it gets good word of mouth, maybe I'll check it out, but... God, they were leaning into like, we're Guardians of the Galaxy. Remember that? How everyone liked that? That's what we're doing. Oh, it very much had that feel. Maybe that's why I was like, ooh, I kind of like this. I like lovable losers. In space. Yep. But that will do it for the news of the week, plus a day. Because someone literally abandoned himself. But if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have had that late breaking news. What late breaking news? You said something that came out today. Borderlands mm-hmm. came out today, I guess. Exactly. Some, all that Ninja Turtles news. See? There you, you go. Word. It would have been there next week. All right, we're going to move on from there. Yeah, but we're on top of it this week now. Don't roll your eyes at me. (laughs) I think the thing I do most to you. It's certainly up there. Going to move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. 
pretty freaky, but it's safe. Thanks for raising a beer to that. I did. This week, as we are talking the finale of Batman the Animated Series, it's probably going to come back at some point. That's why the adventures continue. Wait, so how many times has this actually ended? So there was the Animated Series, then there was Batman Beyond, then there was the Justice League shows. There's also comics, but those aren't really considered canon. Batman um, Beyond, that was the one with Terry McGinnis, right? Yes. Aha, see, I knew something. Then there was that horrible uh, Batman and Harley Quinn movie. And then there were like all of these. And then there were some other like continuations, like the Batman Beyond universe that was supposed to like count for things. It, it's just, it keeps going and going. I'm probably missing something in there. But either way, like Batman the Animated Series, it's, it's gone for right now. It'll come back at some point. Excellent. Uh, because everyone loves it, as they should. This week's weird comic fact, which I guess is technically a TV fact, because we're talking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first batch of episodes in season one, did you know that the original Joker was not Mark Hamill? I did not know that. The original Joker, which uh, Mark Hamill then had to match the lip flaps for. Ah. He's recorded everything over the original Joker. And you can find audio, or you can find video of this like on YouTube, was Tim Curry. Oh, okay. I can see it. Yeah, totally. He was in there, he was doing the Joker, and let's face it, Mark Hamill was on the show before he was the Joker. He just played, like, a random guy in a Mr. Freeze's episode, Heart of Ice. Oh. So he was actually on the show before he was the Joker. <laughs> but then uh, when they re- recast the Joker role, Mark Hamill had to come in, and for, I think it was like maybe like the first like three or four Joker episodes, he had to, because the animation had already been done, like, the way they would, like, you record it, and then they, they uh, get the animation to match your voice, so... Uh, in order to make the Joker work, he had to match the lip flaps that they had already animated to Tim Curry. Sounds tedious. Well, he got paid, so. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, I think he's fine with it. I think he is, too. Yeah, so if you hear him talk about like his performance in the first couple Joker episodes isn't quite his performance because he couldn't like do what he wanted. He had to match. Yeah. So there we go. That's a nice little a weird little fact. Fun Batman the Animated Series fact. I like it. You're just a, a fountain of facts. So, from replacing Tim Curry to all-star replacements, it's time for Jared's Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared's Sports Report. All right. We're going to start with the most important thing to talk about. It's what I watched over the weekend. Okay. The first two episodes of The Dynasty about the New England Patriots came out. So good. Ah! Reliving your glory years. Oh, my. It is amazing. The nostalgia that came back, the things that I'm learning <laughs> about the team. Remember when the Patriots were good? It's pretty much, yeah. Did you like The Last Dance? Yeah. This is like The Last Dance for Patriots fans. It's phenomenal. Some of the different like camera angles, video footage, things that, you know, stories that are being told that have never been heard before. Tremendous. And the pacing is really interesting. I mean, I can't remember how many episodes it's going to end up being. But the first couple episodes, they haven't even why got to hand- the first. Why are you sitting I, with your hands? Because I'm your so pockets. excited. I have to do something with my hands other than like gesticulate. That's right. We can move your phone over. Here. <laughs> I'll put it down by my crotch. You won't go there. Great. It just is amazing. The different, um, the different stories, the different angles we're getting, and in some ways, as I continue to watch this. I'm like, maybe some of this is replaying itself out now with the Patriots, but like... Oh, that's some wishful fucking thinking. Not from... No, no, no. Not from a standpoint of them going on to win a Super Bowl. I'm talking about like some of the behind the scenes stuff, like how much pressure was on Belichick from Robert Kraft to put Drew Bledsoe back in. They just paid him the largest contract in NFL history, 10 years, $100 million. So like the immense amount of pressure on him to be right with that decision. Tom Brady... they paid Mac Jones. Well, now like 10 years, $100 million is like common. So, well, not common, but still. So there's that. They had a press conference today, speaking of the Patriots, announcing all their coordinators and their their coaching staff. They're all in as they get ready to head towards the combine. Uh, and then, of course, the draft coming up in April. So we'll be very curious to see how those things play out over the next few months. What other news is out there? The Bruins are playing. Yeah, I haven't really been keeping on. Tabs on them. Red Sox are starting or getting close to starting spring training. And they have their own documentary series coming up. Interesting, though. Dustin Pedroia FaceTime with ownership uh, and Alex Cora and pretty much reamed them out and said this is not what this franchise and organization has been about for a long time and things need to change. Dustin Pedroia was then no longer invited to spring training camp. Did you see they have two documentaries coming out for the Red Sox? I did. Yeah. One for 2024 and one for 2004. Yeah, pretty much because they're like, oh, wow, we... um. 
we suck, so let's try and remind them of the past when we didn't suck so bad. So uh, those couple of things. I didn't even watch a minute of the All-Star game. Well, you didn't miss anything. I mean, the, the celebrity game was really boring because I knew about three of them, and they all were terrible. Like The most exciting was like, oh, look, Metal World Peace made a layup. Yay. But Team um, Shannon beat Team Stephen A, correct? I don't even remember. They had the light-up floor, the LED floor. Yeah, I didn't like that. Crunch time. Um, the skills challenge was boring as always. The dunk contest was okay, but not great. Uh, the three-point uh, was good. Both um, the Steph versus Sabrina one, which was a lot of fun. That was definitely the highlight the weekend, because that came down to like the last rack or like the last ball or so it was it was really good the three-point mm-hmm. shootout was good except for like carl anthony towns kept on stepping over the line like every single time and they kept counting him looking good and the all-star game was atrocious there was zero zero defense played in that uh there were almost as many points of that game as we have episode numbers it was just shy of 400 points yeah 400 points what was the over under on that before i, have I wonder no idea. there's no no way in hell I, I didn't put any money on this. I'm like, there's no guessing with the all-star game. No, take the over. I would have taken the over 100%, depending on what it was. No one, like, there's no effort. It's like the world's slowest game. There's zero defense. Zero whistles. It used to be like an event thing. There was, mm. but God, it's just boring every year. And every year I trick myself in getting excited for it. And every year I'm wrong. Like, this is the time they'll try. No. And I get why they don't. And I don't have an easy fix for it. No one does, because if they did, they'd have done it already a while ago. But ooh, that was a that was a stinker, absolute stinker. I'm excited for like real basketball wow. to come back this week. The um the combined total was 397 points. The over under opened at 362 and dropped to 356 before the game. So if you took the over, you would have won. I there's, I mean that is literally just a gamble. Like there's no like. Well, that's why it's called gambling. Well, no, but there's like no thought that you could put in that. You can't be like, well, because of like X, Y, and Z, it's going to be this. Or, like, I hope it goes this way. Yeah. This is just like, fuck if I know. It's the All-Star game. It sucked. It was boring, and I didn't like it. Well, there you go. Every year, man. I talk myself into it. Every and, year. Well, that's the point. <laughs> I'm wrong every time. Also the point. It used to be good. It used to be, but it's not anymore. Well, I mean, there also used to be, like, it's like, oh, I don't get to see these guys all the time. But now, you know. The internet. Well, just, like, there's enough national games, and I'm watching. Actually, I haven't missed a Celtics game this year. There's been, like, two that I've turned off, like, at the half, but. I've watched more basketball in the last six days than I've watched. I watch a lot of basketball, but I watch, I watch mostly high school basketball. I've watched a lot of basketball. Saturday alone, it was about like basketball. I watched, uh, let's see, I coached in one game, scouted another, scouted a third, watched one for fun, and broadcast two. So it's six games in one day. It's a lot of hoop. What is the skills challenge? Why is that still there? When there had to be a tiebreaker half half court shot and anthony edwards is just throwing it over his back you want to know how you solve the all-star game problem i just i just came up with it in my head i just figured it out this is how you solve it all right you take i don't know how you would format it format it like how many teams you would have but you take the people who are on the all-star teams maybe you take the top however many vote getters and you draft three on three teams and you have a three on three tournament and the winning trio doesn't get their knees broken fair enough but that's how they play. But how entertaining would that be to have a three-on-three tournament with the NBA's best players? And you could do it over the course of a night. No, I was, yeah, it was just boring. It always is. No, but- that's that's how you solve the all-star problem, a three-on-three tournament. Just like the NFL, they had a problem with the Pro Bowl. Nobody wanted to play in it, and it, so they turned it into a big weekend skills competition and flag football game, and people ate it up. It was one of the most watched Pro Bowl events of all time. This is what you do. You create a like a three-on-three tournament over the course of a weekend. Short games, and everybody gets to be highlighted. You get to see some three-on-three. There'll be, and those guys playing three-on-three in space. Plenty of highlights. Plenty of good things that can happen with it. And if you put the if you dangle the right carrot in front of them, money-wise, I bet they would play hard. Only because this didn't result in like in any like real actual injury. The funniest part of All Star Weekend was Stephen A. Smith, who was coaching one team for the celebrity game, slipped on the floor and sprained his ankle and had to go to the hospital. Oh no. Well, he he came back like the next day and he was like fine. It was just a sprain. So like only because he wasn't like really injured is why it's funny, but like going off of like his, you know, uh, throwing the opening pitch. Oh god, yeah. Just grounded it. For a guy who covers sports, <laughs> he's extremely unathletic. <laughs> and falling on the basketball court. Like, he gets a shot. Like, they just pass a ball. It goes the first shot in the corner. Just fucking falls down. <laughs> Sprains his ankle. <laughs> That's what I would do if I was playing poorly. I'd be like, oh, I'm hurt. Ah! 
Is that it? We done? Yeah, I think that's it. All right, we're going to move on from there to Batman. The adventure continues season three, the final season. It's Jared's Reading Corner. Yeah, uh, we've covered the first two of these. These are written by Paul Dini and Alan Burnett, guys who worked on the original show, uh, like in very, very like big creative roles. Uh, not entirely. The majority of the art is done by Ty Templeton. He was all, uh, who matches uh, kind of the. What are you looking at? Why you? I'm just just looking. That's okay. all. Ty Templeton, who did most of the artwork for the old Batman um, adventure series, which was the comic form of Batman the animated series back in the '90s. He still works. I mean, he still does a ton of stuff, but it's good to kind of get his style in there. Uh, what we get for our final season, it's eight issues, four stories. They're not broken up like in uh, 222. It varies. But they're all kind of interconnected. Yeah. I mean. There are some there are some threads between them. Yeah. More than like the uh, typical Batman, uh, like serialized show would go. But yes, uh, unfortunately, our first one is our most boring. Yeah. I was I, like, oh. <laughs> I know reading the first one and I, I trust these guys but the first one is definitely the most boring it's called muscle out this is just a, a one-off and it involves uh, a character that I believe they introduced in like season one or two of this I ha- I've only read these ones like when we were doing them for the show so my memory on what happened in seasons one and two are a little spotty but uh, we get the character with the best name ever muscle yeah muscle <laughs> we thought long and hard about this i had a guinea pig when i was like in elementary school named oh it blackie guess what color it was white <laughs> no uh. they're naming muscle was about as good as i was at naming that guinea uh, pig off white <laughs> giant pop cyst on your back Ugh. that was later in life it was, ah. it was real gross that's disgusting yeah it was just this like open scab for like three years gross blackie I don't like that you were just talking about popping a giant cyst on the back of a guinea pig. No, and one, then... no one popped it. It popped on its own. That was like lance so in just, that thing. So it just like, it just ruptured? Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> it sounds... Was, and then it like, it just kind of like scabbed over. It was there for years. Okay. And, anywho, muscle. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> muscle seriously. this one down. Nope. No, thank you. I don't like that. Now uh, I know how you feel when I make really bad puns. I was a guinea pig for that pun and I didn't like it. So yeah, so muscle is, you know, going to go up against Batman and the well, no, oh, no. Muscles, muscles at Blackgate Prison. Yeah, he's attacked in prison. Yeah, by uh, various criminals like Killer Croc. Mm. And then Batman's like, "We're gonna save you, Muscle." Yeah, and he's like, "Why are you saving me?" He's like, "Well, because you can turn, you know, and be a I don't why don't I say state's witness, but like you know, we could get you some leniency, and we could you know re- get your sentence reduced or whatever, and you could you know if you testify against the organized crime family." And he's like. <sighs> I guess so. And then we we're, we don't need to hit this beat for beat. We also get the character of Lockup, who was introduced in the last season of mm. uh, the Batman, uh, the animated series, who is a real boring character who's just like, I'm an intense guard and I'm big and mean. And, blah. and it was just, it was a whatever, it was, which was, it's like, it was a bad foot to get off on. Thankfully, the weakest foot. Yes. Although it did end with, it, it set something up further down the road because we get him we get Muscle ending up on the Suicide Squad. Amanda Waller's there, and this will come back at some point later on in the run. Then we get our second one, which is also our last one-off. The, the other ones are, go over a couple of issues. Deuce parters. Uh, called Old Flames. Well, they're three-parters. Oh, yeah, two-part, three-part, whatever. So it won't be a deuce. Six, seven, eight. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> we get the second issue, which I think is my favorite. Uh, who did the art on that? I love the Harley Quinn episodes or issues. Because she's such a like a classic tweener. She's like can be a villain, but can be a hero- a heroine. Heroine. Art on this was Kevin Altieri mm-hmm. uh, for this one off. And I think this is my favorite of the entire one. Um, involves Harley Quinn, and this one to me most felt like an episode of the animated series. She's bored because um, Harley has they're on a break because <laughs> yeah because um, Harley accidentally Har- killed all the plants. Yeah, killed all house. poison ivy's plants. So Poison Ivy left her for just, you know, they're on a break for a little while. So she's bored and she hears that like her old college girlfriend has come back into town. Who's a socialite. She's very excited. But then it also turns out that Bruce also kind of dated her, but he finds out through Harley talking to um, him as Batman. It's like, oh yeah, like she was with this really boring, stiff Bruce Wayne. At least to make fun of him. When he makes that fist, he's like, and it's like, who isn't sleeping with her? She's kidnapped, so they they got to team up together. And uh, so, is this insinuating that Bruce Wayne and Harley Quinn are like Eskimo 
cousin, friend, sister, brother, whatever's, that they both had relations with this. Sure. Also, Harvey Dent did. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's where he clinched his fist. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like, Harvey, where's the girl? He's like, I don't know. But, but we used to be together. Yeah. I just, she was good for a few nights, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he was like, oh, my friend Bruce Wayne was dating her, but you know, got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bruce. Twist. <laughs> I, I don't want to give away the, the very end because the last line is a fucking killer. The last line is so good. Really, it, that would to me was like, man, that, this one feels like an episode. Mm. But, you know, has she real? is she really in trouble or is she just trying to get um, her trust fund paid out? You be the judge. Give you a hint. It's the second one. Yeah. <laughs> but the way it all comes together, and the, um, I especially love, like, you can really, like, hear, like, Paul Dini was the uh, guy who created Harley, and you can really hear, like, that very classic. Uh, High-pitched. Co- well, just the Batman and, like, her together, just the, the it's, dynamic it's is the fantastic. exact right tone. And I think this is the highlight of uh, the entire uh, last season, because it feels to me most like a missing episode. And I mm. loved it. Really, really, really solid. The art on this one is uh, different, but still keeps, like, it's still tonally really works. And like I said, the very end, just perfect little button on it. Loved it. Yes. Now we get into a Joker story. Yeah. This one's, um, okay. Joker and Straight Man. Yes. Uh, Who apparently I didn't realize was a, a war veteran. Well, this is something I've talked about every time we've done these. And I guess I don't have to talk about it again because we're not doing this again as this being the final one i don't like that this is modern probably closer verbatim part of what makes the animated series works well it's, it's kind of timeless it's kind of like this 40s aesthetic but there's still like some technology in there that yeah. kind of works like they'll have like vhs tapes and stuff like big giant computers but still has this classic kind of like art deco feel to it and then this one they're like hey guess what there was the afghanistan war we have cell phones and 9-11 happened and hbo max oh my god i forgot about that yeah Twice. They bring it up twice. Yes, they do. They're like, check out this HBO Max subscription. But then the second time, I love that they go from HBO Max to the second time, like, check out this Max subscription. I'm like, mm. oh, is that when we got rid of the HBO name? Can we, like, put <laughs> line it <laughs> up in canon. these goddamn it's issues? Canon. Oh, my God. Yeah, that bugged the hell out of me. I hated that. <laughs> I was like, when I read it, I'm like, Zach will have issues. <laughs> I, for- I forgot. I think I blocked that out because I didn't like it. Clearly, you did. And clearly, we brought it back up. Yeah. Didn't love that. But we get the classic brain control, super soldier serum, Dr. What's-His-Face. Dr. Uh, Professor Hugo oh. Strange. Oh, yes. Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Professor Hugo Strange. And they even like reference, uh, um, this is both a comic story and it was adapted into the animated series of his like, I know the identity of Batman and he tries to sell it to everyone and yeah. it doesn't go I like way. that line of the Joker's like, I can't believe you tried to sell me the identity of Batman. Bruce Wayne. Who would believe that? What a joke. Also, there's a Wonder Woman and Superman reference in there, too. Oh, yeah. There's a comic book. Or- yes. Yeah. Um, Amanda Waller comes in with the Suicide Squad to try and stop this um, super soldier program that's happening. And it's fun seeing some of those characters that you didn't get to see in the animated series. I know a couple of them were in earlier comics. I can't remember all of them. But it was like, oh, yeah, there's this is what King Shark would look like if he existed in this world. <sighs> and Harley uh, joins up with them, even though like she's uh, had her sentence served uh a bunch of her friends are threatened by amanda waller my favorite one being baby doll mm, yes uh, she, <laughs> i just know you have no fucking idea what i'm talking about it's usually that response yeah baby doll is a character um they used her really they only really should have used her oh once. that's one that was kicking out the teeth of king shark yeah she was um she was an actor this is a real disease it's like uh what gary coleman had where it's like you're an adult but you like you look like you're in a child's body yeah not dwarfism but something similar to that yeah, so she was on this like family sitcom where she she was the baby but really she was like mm. you know like not the mama hard hard drinking hard smoking much like, like us on 400 episodes of this <laughs> yeah. show yeah let me uh, just get my stogie oh victory cigars but it's it's an okay one and you know it's the last go around so we got to get the joker in there somehow i liked him in his little bathrobe but yeah th- that was funny when he's just, just like in his like nightgown yeah but I mean, three issues for this story probably could have been two, maybe would have been a little bit stronger, but it's all right. No, it works. I mean, it is ultimately what it is. And then we get our last one, another three issues. And this is another strong one. I like this one. The Offer, where Rasha Ghoul goes to Batman. Well, Talia goes to Batman. She's like, come with me, beloved. Well, before that, they're, Robin and Batman are at this tropical island resort that Bruce Wayne owns, and he's very... You know, he's like, I don't want to be here. I want to be fighting crime in Gotham. And Robin's like, there is no crime in Gotham right now. It's a lull. We're here on vacation. But little do they know. Well, I mean, this thing is so Bond-inspired. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, Talia's like, joining me on our yacht, beloved. 
it's the big one. Yeah. Although they end up on a submarine and, and a bat- yeah, that's how Bond it is. Like Batman, like windsurfs out there, he has to take out a couple of guards. They gets on the yacht, mm-hmm. and it really leads to like a secret yeah. submarine, like, and like underground and base. Is, and this is the baby submarine. Yeah. Rachel goes like, I've been in the Lazarus pit too many times. I'm gonna die. I need like, look, we've talked about this a bunch of times. I'm gonna need you to bang my daughter and take over my empire. I have this yeah. grain that's uh, can grow in any environment, and it will like, and it makes feed the any world kind and of food, yeah. and it makes any kind of food. But also at the same time, we have um, Catwoman being chased by the Court of Owls. Who? Something that is uh, kind of interesting here. So in the last season of um, Batman, everyone got a redesign, except for Harley. Harley basically stayed the same, but everyone got a redesign. And one of um, the inter- and of varying quality, some of them suck, some of them were good. Uh, Catwoman was an interesting one, though, because they slimmed her up like to like you know having like a pencil waist but uh you never see her out of the costume and when she's in the costume like the lower half of her face that you can see is like this pale green kind of like this bluish like aquamarine kind of thing maybe she can't breathe she's like restricted airflow or something so i thought it was interesting in this is um she is without her mask for a lot of it and when you see it it's just like you know regular skin tone but then when she puts the mask back on goes back to that weird blue shit. I was like, I guess that's how you solve that problem. There you go. There was definitely conversations that happened. Like, how are we doing this? Well, again, how does Batman take his mask off in the movie and not have the black around his eyes? Explain that to me, please. Robert Pattinson didn't. He still had his guy liner on. Yes, he did. Michael Keaton did not when he ripped off the mask in Batman Returns. <laughs> no. He ripped off that fucking fruit low. Ramp. Yeah, that's how that works. That's how I said it works. Therefore, it shall. Uh, without giving everything away, look amazingly enough, Raish, not on uh, the up and up. No, not on the up and up, and he also uh, may or may not have possession of almost the entire rogues gallery in some cave. Yeah, it's cool to get a bunch of the villains back for one last go around, but on that same front, I'm also like disappointed that we didn't get as uh, much of the Bat family in there. Like, Tim's in there for a little bit, we get a little bit of Barbara, but there's zero Dick. When you say it that way, it doesn't sound right. And We have more Man-Bat than Dick. Yeah, and... The series in season two introduced Jason to the animated series. He's not in this at all either. So we're missing a couple of characters. But I could have, like, if we're going to have, like, this big, like, battle royale and brouhaha, I could have, you know, I would have liked to have seen at least Dick. Because he was, you know, there from the beginning. Mm. And get him in there as Nightwing with his very silly mullet. I will say the art in these, the action panels in this are really, like, I could feel the action. It felt, for the most part, like, I wasn't ever as deep into this as you were, like, you were very much deep into the weeds in the animated series where I wasn't, but so what I had, Fox. What I had watched, yes, I didn't have Fox. I was outfoxed. And but the action panels in this, like it, it worked. Again, this was fun. I I enjoyed it. It was a quick and, and easy read. I also and think it's funny that Batman just got on with Talia and then like Catwoman's making out with him and she's like, Hey, like, there's a love triangle and like they have to grappling hook away and they both grab out a Batman and uh, Robin's over there is like, you know, I could have carried someone. <laughs> <laughs> Robin also wanting the super suit earlier and that was funny too. Yeah, so we uh, there is an advanced suit that pops up in here and this is the beginnings of the Batman Beyond suit. Yep. Which is uh, kind of cool to see. Something you wouldn't see in the show that you get here. Uh, there's some zombie dogs at one point and Talia just beheads one of them I'm like you wouldn't see that in a cartoon no there's a lot of beheading in the last one <laughs> even if it's a zombie mm. tell you just cut that dog's head off slice and the whole thing it has a nice little note at the end but something that it annoyed me just a hair just um, a hair the animated series the very first scene opens up with um man bat flying past one of you know gotham's many police blimps because that's what you have in gotham police blimps well i mean that but, makes but, sense but that's how it opens police dirigibles so that's how we open our thing. Police Zeppelins. And the end of this is uh, Man Bat's on the loose again. So they're like, let's go get Man Bat. I'm like, great. What a nice ending. Except we already did that once. Yeah, well, he's clearly out there. You got to do it well, again. Even uh, we covered it on the show. And, Just because um, you washed your car once doesn't mean it can't get dirty again. And he had to wash it again. That Justice League episode epilogue, uh, which showed like the very, very, which was like now the new end of Batman beyond like uh, Terry goes out to work and he's flying. And what happens? He flies by another police blimp, and they react the same way they reacted to when they saw Man Bat in the first episode. So we've already done the Man Bat full circle thing once. Why didn't he tell me you had one of those? <laughs> but now we got things. Like, okay, great. This is our second Man Bat reference ending. Great guys, full circle. I get it, but we already did it once. Well, he got again. So, he got free. He's out there. He's a danger to the public of Gotham. You got to go get him. Just doing the same. Like, not the exact same thing, but doing, like, the exact same kind of, like, thematic way to end things. I'm like, we did this once. Yeah, I guess, you know. 
not good enough. I would have preferred a different note that just wasn't the same because that kind of took I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Wait, we already did this. I didn't know that. Didn't know it. That was new to me. It wasn't new to you. You've seen that episode. It clearly didn't land and <laughs> stick with me. So, uh, oh, I mean, I'm glad th- this three season little arc exists. Actually, sound very <laughs> dismissive. Little arc. I'm glad this is out there. Yeah, it's a fun continuation. I definitely, I've had some gripes with it, but that's. I feel like I don't know. This might be the strongest one. I feel like I complained the least about this one i i also like that the art is a is a great mix of like modernish comic art and it still holds holds true it holds um it honors the animated series art as well especially like the square jaw for bruce and just it it works yeah it keeps the the um the season four uh redesigns for the most part but it, it's a good balance of the cartoon and more modernish comic art i'm glad it exists in this world you know i'm a little bummed that it's ending i i could have kept going with this well you never know because i had enough fun with it never say never said batman you know the animated series keeps coming back it's not going anywhere i mean i don't know uh the sad part of this is the whole thing ends it does um but in comic form it matters less to sounds more crass than i meant it but it does um end with tributes to both uh, kevin conroy batman and arlene sorkin harley Mm -hmm. Which I so, thought were nice. Know, yeah, which, you know, sad, but I'm glad they're there. And uh, we're still getting at least one more Kevin Conroy thing with Batman, if not more. Ah. But ow! Haha, I'm becoming better. Ugh. Stop rubbing your thighs aggressively at me. <laughs> Stop that. Yeah, I'm glad it's out there. I think it's worth a read. I especially uh, really like that second story, Old Flames, even if you just want to, if you don't want to buy a whole graphic novel, just get your fix with issue two. I think that was definitely the highlight for me. Well, there you go. All right, we're going to move on from there to, I was going to say, 400th time, but that's not true because the segment gets mixed up sometimes. It does, and there have been more than 400 letters answered because there was the mailbag episode way back in, like, season two. Don't, we don't have seasons. I'm calling them seasons. Let's go. One more time. It makes it sound like this is the end. It's not. I have plans, kids. we got to start working towards an April show I want to do. Oh. Gonna start prep. We've been prepping for it all our lives. Have we really? But we need to do it. Or you need to do a little more prep before we oh boy do it. Will you let me know what it is tonight so I can prepare myself? I'm preparing you. Don't you worry. Oh, when you say it like that, it feels like you're grooming me. <laughs> no, that makes it worse when you do that. It makes it way worse when you do that. <laughs> Let's move on to letters. To yes, the please. All the questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. If you want to send 400 of them in, we'll set us up for the next couple of years. <laughs> We're still going for two more years? I guess. I don't know. All right. I guess until something egregious happens. But if you want to ask us your own questions, you can. Send them in to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. The best way to do it. Uh, this week's question. With superhero fatigue going on, what do you think are the best five post-Marvel Endgame projects? Thank you for... Thank you for telling me in advance, by the way. Yeah. I really said that like Shatner. <sighs> All right. What are your top five right. MCU projects? Okay. Don't do it that way. All right. In reverse order for me. Oh, I didn't do an order. I just oh. wrote down five. Well, it said top five. Uh, I put Vision. I don't have that one. Oh. But I, that one to me, like, I I liked, and I think it's grown on me more since we first watched it, because like that time, like we were still like dealing with some high highs, and that was like felt like a step down, and I didn't love it as much, the whole, yeah, WandaVision. Um I liked it, and then it feel felt like it kind of got slow in the middle because at that point, like I was, yeah, w- I was used to the gimmick, and I was just waiting for something to happen. And Fair then, enough. And then a bunch happened. So, like, I liked the beginning of it. I liked the end of it. Didn't love the middle. A uh, number four on my list after Wandavision is What If? Not on my list. I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of neat little like they utilized the power of animation that they could do things like that relatively low budget. I thought both seasons were. The second season wasn't as strong as the first because, like you said, it kind of mimicked the same format. But yeah, it, it, you know, it allowed them to do stuff that they wouldn't be able to feasibly do otherwise. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not against it. Number three, the Guardian stuff. What does that mean? So both the Guardian uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. You can't and, count both of them. You only get one because I'm I'm counting it as a project. It no, goes together. No, because I have them separately. <sighs> and the holiday special. No, you get one. Fine. Holiday special. Fine. You're picking that over three? Yes. Uh, yeah, I have I have both of those on my... It's a great Christmas song that you made me sing. Did I? You did. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to... That is a really creepy laugh and I don't like it. 
Yeah, the holiday special is fun. I actually I rewatched it this year around the Christmas time. Oh, good for you. And actually, I ended up buying that song. I'm like, it's a catchy ass song. I'm going to buy this. All right. Loki was my number two. Loki is on mine as well. And oh, I, I crossed one off. All right. Well, I, I originally had Hawkeye that I was like, wait a second, what about Loki? Like, Hawkeye was on there for mine originally, but then I kind of like, eh, well, this also happened. I kicked it off. Yeah. Uh, Loki is fun. I like the aesthetic of Loki. I. I think there's a bit of like double dipping there a little bit. It was just like, oh yeah, we have like the evil Loki. Well, he's not evil anymore because he watched a PowerPoint presentation. That's fair. But I mean, I like, you know, Owen Wilson there is a lot of fun and season two has a lot of highlights and it was different. Oh, than I so we it. can combine both seasons of Loki, which I'm wanting to do. And now you're well, like, yeah, because it's just one thing. Okay, fair enough. I was looking at it as like a, a franchised kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but I liked it. I thought it did a good job. They used it very effectively as a reset button for some things. So, no, I thought it was really, really good. Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston were great together. Loki is my number two. My number one, the two Spider-Man movies. I thought those Once were- Once again, nope, cheating. Not cheating. I'm doing it. No. Well, fuck you. You get one. Nope. It's the 400th episode. I'm taking a spare one. But no, because they, they're very much interconnected, especially where Spider-Man, long way from home. Um, not one of the titles. Or long, or f- <laughs> far from home. Yep. Long way from home. Spider-Man Country Roads <laughs> really is the first movie to address a post-Tony Stark world and everything that happened after the blip. But then I thought they really wrapped that three-movie arc up very nicely with No Way Home. Yeah, that's on my list as well. That's, yeah. That one's up there for me. That one, um, there's a lot of like logistical nitpicking that can go into that movie. And you know, if you nitpick it and you... I'm not going to fault you for it because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that's like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Or like, yeah, that feels like a rewrite. Or, yeah, that feels like a reshoot. Or, yeah, it feels like all these people filmed separately or there's COVID. Or, just going to say, like, it's a comic book movie. Remember in Endgame, they time travel. Yeah, they do a lot of shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, this one, yeah, this one falls down a little bit on story, but I think makes up for it in spades with, like, the right the amount fun. of Fan service, fun, nostalgia, all of it. I think there's a little too much fan service in that one, but like, shut your damn mouth. I mean, there's great, there's some great fan service there, like obviously, like the Andrew Garfield saving MJ thing. Like, that's awesome. I love that. I love the three of them together. My favorite stuff of that movie isn't them like Spider Maning about; it's them just talking. Like every time it's just the three of them talking. Those are the highlights. You're in a lot of pain, aren't you? Yes, I am. (laughs) It's not the first time I've been stabbed. Uh, my difference is, I, there are some similarities there. I'm not overly shocked. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, yep. which I think is probably the strongest movie, series, project, whatever. Like I, I didn't rank these, I just wrote them. It's like, okay, it's like this would be at the five. But I think this is probably the best thing that we've had since Endgame. And we're getting close it, it, to like, what, 10 years since Endgame? No, not even close. It was like 2017. Oh, well, I mean, feels closer. <laughs> it's been six years, seven years. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I think Guardians is definitely the the highlight and i mean that rounds out the trilogy it's like they're all good and it's like the characters like everything about it and uh and then to round out my five again in no particular order werewolf by night oh that was good i forgot about yeah. that yeah no, i don't really hear a lot about that one anymore that was awesome though it was just like you're in you're out it's weird it's stylized just some random murders from a werewolf man things in there man also bloodstone like there's just random shit and it was awesome and it actually like felt like something compared to a lot of the stuff that just feels Kind of cookie cutter. Yeah, it was a, it was a unique so, event. At least it had it had some flavor and like it was. Like, you didn't go with Moon Knight. I saw something on the internet this week. Like, remember when Ethan Hawke was in Moon Knight? I'm like, no, I completely forgot Ethan Hawke was in. Moon well, you also Knight. blanked out that HBO Max was mentioned in Batman: The Adventures Continue Volume Three. That's right, Ethan Hawke was there. What did he do in that show? I don't remember. I remember that he put glass in his shoes. Did he die at the end? Is he alive? What was his villain? I don't remember. I'd rather put Legos in my shoes than glass, but not by much. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I guess if I had to round out uh, my five, in no particular order, um, the, the Guardians Holiday Special, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Spider-Man No Way Home, Loki, and Werewolf by Night. I almost said um, the animated Spider-Mans, but those are more Sony than they are Marvel. Yeah, that's. Uh, there was like news this week, like X-Men 97 won't be connected to the MCU. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Shocking. But also it's like that thing like, you know, it's all connected because multiverse wait did logan happen after endgame no it didn't yeah that was before oh i just did the math this we've been doing the show almost eight years yeah 2016 because that was batman v superman it all goes back to that <laughs> like was it good the answer was no no it all goes back to that a long shitty movie that's right that's how you end 400 episodes of fucking swinging at snyder movies again
It comes full circle. <laughs> Let's go catch Man Bat. Uh, all right, that is it for 400 episodes, kids. All right, well, if you enjoyed it, please go to patreon.com slash editorsnocomics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Usually Tuesdays, sometimes Wednesdays when I don't fuck up. <laughs> when you don't abandon, strand yourself an hour away. Yeah, well, that it happened. Anyway, we, we move on. We, we learn. So patreon.com slash editorsnocomics. Not only do you get the show the day we record it, but you also get access to things behind the paywall, like the Buffy Back Issue Bin, Pods of the Dark Tower, and uh, all kinds of other cool stuff. Well, I think the Buffy Back Issue Bin might be dead now that that uh, other, because like, oh, we're continuing it. Well, I mean, you still have Pods of the Dark Tower on occasion. Hey, but you know what? No, I don't St- know. Stay subscribed to your RSS feeds, kids, because you never know. There could be another episode. We might even do a moratorium episode. I was thinking about that. Like, do we do like the... Well, this is dead. A postmortem. A moratorium is more of like a memo. You yeah, think like postmortem? No, 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 that's a short episode. Oh, well, there you go. Aren't you just clever? <laughs> All right. Uh, you can also uh, interact with the show, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And you can find us on the social medias. Just look up Editors Note Comics to find Zach. And since he forgets to you know, tell me every day or you know, talk about me, I'm on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call I it, at Junior Rich. Talk, talk about you? Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't mean that. That was very mean. You know what I don't do? Because sometimes you post like overly serious things. You know what my reaction is every time is like sarcasm, immediate sarcasm. And I just. When's the last time I posted something serious? You know, I'm not going through this. Um, But my immediate reaction is just bam, sarcasm. But I never do it. Which is incredible because usually when it's in person, you hit me with the sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying. Episode 400. I'm dead. Oh, well, you know, it was a good run. (laughs) I've got to go another 10 episodes so I can get to 400. We'll call it good. All right. We're going to be back next week. I don't usually like to double down, but God, March is just so packed with stuff. March Madness is around the corner. Boy, talk about another thing I won't be gambling on. Nope, not at all. I don't follow enough college ball to comfortably do that. Probably not. I'll just be a, just lose all my I'll money. Fill, I'll fill out a bracket. I'll fill out a bracket, but I'm not putting money on it. I mean, we'll see based on you know individual games that I'm watching. But whatever. Neither here nor there. Next week, we are going back. Doing another Batman episode. That's okay. He's a popular guy. He is. <laughs> We're going all the way back to 1966. You know what's amazing? We ended the first round of 400 shows with Batman. We started the first round of 400 episodes with Batman, and now we're going to start the next 400 with Batman. There we go. We're going back to 1966 to do Batman the movie. Oh, God. Fuck you. It's amazing. I can't wait. It's I love it so much. Oh, my God. Next week, Batman the movie. Is this when they surf? No, that's in a specific episode in season three. Oh. This is after season one. We'll get into is it. Is this where Cesar Romero doesn't shave his mustache still? He, he never did. That's not a one-off. That's every time he was there. Back next week, kids. Batman the movie. Whee!